Hey everyone, I'm Brenda and I'm Julia, and you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hey everyone, we have such an incredible episode for you today with Mick Zazon. Please be aware that this episode does include topics of domestic violence, abuse, and sexual assault, as well as eating disorder. If you or anybody you know is struggling with anything, Brenda and I are here for you. You can always reach out to us at any time, and we might not have all the answers, but we're here to help. Now, enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Today, we have on with us Mick Zazon. Oh, my God. Me and Brenda are just freaking out just a little bit because we it's love It's a casual Mick. interview. We love Mick. <laughs> it's so casual. Mick is a speaker, a business owner, a creator, and a leader. You guys know her on Instagram. She's so incredible. We're going to let her introduce herself because I don't even know where to begin. But hey, Mick, we're so excited to Hi. First of all, I think you are the first person to say my name correctly and pronounce it correctly in any of the podcasts that I've ever yes. been on. So really? thank you. Oh, I'm glad <laughs> I did it right. I actually yes. should have probably asked before, but we were talking yes. about it before. We're like, ah, uh, is it? Yeah, it has to be that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I am Mick Zazon. I'm primarily on Instagram. I do TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, all the things. I blog. It's a lot, but I love my job. And a big part of what I do is bringing women together and basically telling them that they're not alone in the struggles that are not talked about. And mm-hmm. um, I'm the founder of hashtag normalize normal bodies. And I am the founder and owner part owner Gabby is the other half of the Rose retreats, which is a women empowerment retreat where we gather attendees together and we go over topics that revolve around body image, health and fitness, clothing, all of the things that women get emotional over. And we teach them through how to be more confident in their bodies and exercise and around food. We love it. We love it all. We're so excited. We're going to break down a bunch of those things because Mick has so much awesome stuff going on. But before we get into the nitty gritty of that, Mick, tell us where you're from and also if you don't mind how old you are. Yes, I am 24 and I am from Columbus, Ohio. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah, it's so funny. I was telling Julia, my mom is like my best friend and we... (laughs) she's like when are you when are you having Mick on when are you having Mick on she saw you a like a a little while back on tv on maybe good morning America or something like that and it was such a transformative time because while I was struggling with food and body and all the things my mom had watched her interview and she was like do you follow this girl she she gave such a powerful interview and I, I feel like you would benefit so much from learning from her story and it's it was just so it's so crazy because you taught my mom a lot of what now is comes so normally and naturally to her that was never 
in her knowledge and it really helped me learn and grow through my struggles too so it's it's a whole full circle wow. thing to have you here wow. that's incredible <laughs> yeah so crazy it is it is and you just have a way that julie and i were talking about that you have like such a distinct unique type of way that you are able to reach audiences like i think there's this space with food and body and body confidence and all these things that people are starting to now be like oh let, like interesting i want to learn more about that or just a lot of breakthrough and you just happen to have this distinct reach to people that like aren't even involved or know nothing about this space like so many people that i'm friends with that i would never imagine to even touch on these things or sharing your posts and inspired by you so we're so grateful for what you do and we think our listeners will really benefit from this conversation well thank you guys that means the world to me of course of course so mick you have a big and loyal following on instagram so would you mind sharing with us how did you get started and how has that kind of shaped your purpose and your mission yeah so um around three and a half years ago i started this thing called instagram (laughs) and um, (laughs) i i started to use it more frequently i was in college at the time and i was really struggling with my body like a lot of college women and i thought the answer to everything that i was dealing with like my sadness and um pent up emotions would be answered by losing weight and I began this journey and I hired coaches to help me lose weight. I started buying programs. I started failing the programs and gaining the weight back. And I started doing this cycle of binge restrict, binge restrict. And um, after a while, I thought I had gotten it under control. And I was like, yes, I think I, I think I can do this for the rest of my life. I think I can literally lose weight for the rest of my life. <laughs> and I started coaching women with weight loss programs. I was a power lifter at one point and I was honestly just trying things to make losing weight more sustainable for me mm-hmm. now that I'm looking mm-hmm. back at it. And I was gaining quite a bit of followers along the way and I hit rock bottom and I had about 80,000 followers at that point all following me because of my transformation photos and I absolutely hit rock bottom. I went through orthorexia, bulimia, and binge eating disorder all within six years. So even before I had started Instagram, it just became more apparent to me now that I had been in the public eye. And when I hit rock bottom, I remember it so vividly. And I talked about this on my TV interview. I was sitting in my bed and I had Postmates food all around me from like a a week because I did not get out of my bed and I, my energy was so low. I didn't understand what was happening. And I texted my sister and I just said, I'm not doing well. And then that was the first time that I reached out for help. And so my mom and my sister came out to Arizona where I was living at the time. And I told them that I needed to move back to take this recovery thing seriously. And on top of everything, and on top of me hitting rock bottom, you know, I'm sure something that's not really talked about often is that when we're dealing with body image issues, we like to resort where we gravitate towards things like Photoshop. And it's like, if I look this way online, you know, like, 
people will like me for whatever reason. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's all mm-hmm. mind game. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so I was photoshopping my photos for a while, um, as a lot of Instagram models do. I'm sure we all know that now. <laughs> and I got called out for it. And so I was taking a break and this was in the same time period, I think within a week. So I was just like, I need to move home. I need to take my recovery seriously and I need to deal with the trauma that I had been holding on to from a past abusive relationship that I had been in. And I really just need to start over. I need to start fresh. So that's what I did. And I had an opportunity to cut ties with social media, or I had the opportunity to face my truth and to really give my audience the 80,000 plus people that I had been lying to and like giving misinformation to. I had the opportunity to tell them what was really happening and what is behind the screen and Mm -hmm. why we're all brainwashed into thinking that we need to look a certain way on the internet and in real life. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And from then on, it just blossomed into what I do now. And it's so crazy looking back at everything. And I can remember everything so vividly. And my Instagram and my social media is like my journal. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Oh and people, it, it's so incredible how, well, mo- most people, right? Not everybody responds positively to, to anything, but how being vulnerable and being real and raw and, and showing people the truth. And it, it's just like, it attracts people to you because it makes them feel like like they're not alone. And that's really a big mission of our podcast is to do just that, to make people feel less alone through vulnerability and, and being raw and honest. So we admire that so much because it's, it's not an easy thing to do, but it seems like we've talked about how when we kind of share and and act in service to others too and and live our truth and be our authentic selves. It's like we're kind of releasing a weight off of ourselves. Yeah. We've talked to a lot of people who have similar stories as you and I've been learning so much about this. And my question, I guess, is like, what gave you that courage to reach out to your sister and say like, I'm, I'm dealing with this? And when that time came, were you afraid of how she or other people in your life would react? And like, what kind of advice do you have for someone that is in that place and needs to or wants to take the next step to reach out but is scared? Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's that's a loaded question. So I'm going to simplify it to the yeah best of my abilities um you know it's it's tricky because it's so individual and when I hear people talk about this I get a little frustrated because they are lacking that understanding that it's not going to be the right time for everybody when they say it's okay to reach out for help and my number one thing is that if you have somebody that is going through this or you are somebody that's going through this know that there is going to be a moment where you are faced with a decision and it has to come from you it cannot come from anybody else however it does help and it is going to benefit you if you have a support system around you so number one step is unfollow everybody on social media that makes you feel like crap 
and follow people that give you inspiration and that are of diversity so that you're seeing things that you haven't seen before and may spark some passion in you that don't have anything to do with body image and unfollow everybody in real life that makes you feel like crap and start talking to your family more if those are people that you trust and start reaching out to friends that you trust and start focusing less on your body and start filling your time. Like stop spending time looking at yourself in the mirror. And I know that's hard, but start spending time filling your life with the people that love you because ultimately that's what matters. And start noticing what you, how you feel when you're around them. And from that, I promise you, like that is, that is one thing I I know for a fact from being through it all that you will be faced with a decision to keep going on the way that you're going on or to reach out for help. And I, I know 99.999% of the time, I know you'll ask for help because it'll become apparent that that is the only option. Thank you, Mick. That's really powerful. And I'm sure it's going to benefit a lot of people from hearing that. And my second question was that you touched on it when you said now you had the, you know, you had the choice to either get off social media or pull back the curtain and start to show people those things. How did you garner that courage to do that? Because social media, it's starting to change, but for a long time, and I'm sure when you started, it was a place that was very curated, very highlight reel, perfect image. So how'd you get the courage to share the honest stuff, the raw stuff, especially around all the body image stuff? And I know you share a lot about mental health, all that stuff. What what gave you that courage to start doing that and to continue doing it? You know, I think that it was always the only option. There wasn't really a choice. I mean, there was a choice, but I was being pulled to do that, whether I liked it or not. Mm -hmm. And I think when you are faced with your truth and you're deciding to face your truth and to look inwards instead of outwards, you realize that that is the best option for you. For me in that situation, it was social media because I was doing that in the first place. And as far as the energy that social media had at that time, this was two and a half years ago, it was one of the most difficult things that I probably had been through. Um, mainly because I, I lost a lot of friends on, on social media and I had to break ties with literally everybody that I was following and communicating with. And I still like, I still check in on the people that I had been following before and that I had previously communicated to. And it's, and it's difficult Mm -hmm. because they're in the same place as they were when I parted ways and I can only hope that they know what's best for themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just had to keep pushing through because I, I knew that it was the right thing. Yeah. And we want to thank you for it because like, I think it's what you do is so important and it gives other women the courage to do it too when they have a role model like you. So it's yeah, just thank you. It's really, really important. It is. Oh, it so you. is. Yeah. And kind of going off of that, in some of, one of the incredible things that you do, you've spearheaded the Normalize Normal Bodies movement. So can you tell us a little bit about the mission behind that and what the heck is going on with the shadow banning? Yeah, what um, the heck? Oh, and when the crop tops come out, we will be your first literally. <laughs> 
the heck? Um, yeah, so I'm upset with the shadow banning, but I'll, we I'll are too. For, to just explain everything, um, I ooh, it was like a year and a half ago, or time is blurry. Okay, at this point, I don't even know how seven months have gone by. <laughs> Twenty or wait, I don't know what day it is. No, seven now. Seven? seven? That's really Nuts. freaking scary. And I know. Okay, we're we're not gonna talk about that anymore. No. Oh my god, that's um, no topic, no topic. So it was around a year and a half ago, and I was taking product photos for a sponsored post. And one of the props that I had was a letter board. And I was staring at the letter board, and I had just gotten out of therapy that day. I do EMDR therapy for anybody who is interested in therapy. If they've gone through trauma, I highly recommend asking your therapist about that. It's the one thing that saved my life. And it's just good to have a conversation about different kinds if you want to explore. So I was sitting there and I was in a bathing suit that was too small for me. And I was just so fed up with everything. I was fed up with the energy around, around social media was just not good at the time. And I was angry at the world for <laughs> just brainwashing all of us into yeah, taking totally. supplements and teas and using these cellulite cream like all of this was a scam and I was just so angry mm -hmm. and I was staring at the letter board and I was like what do I want to say and I was just like looking at my body as I was sitting there with the letters all around me and I saw you know skin not fitting in the bathing suit and I was like this is this is normal okay this is absolutely normal and I hate that the world is not normalizing normal and so I wrote down normalized normal bodies and I, I took the photo and it just blew up and I didn't I actually had wow. no idea that it did until I think a week later when I had looked at the hashtag and it had like 12,000 posts and oh now it's up God. to now it's up to like almost 55 or something like that oh um 55,000 and it's been viewed on TikTok over 24 million times wow. now and it's this and, and the whole point of it was because I was angry and it in because it wasn't about me it was never about me it was mm. just I was angry that society is telling normal bodies that they're not normal and yep. at any size you are normal mm -hmm. it's the same principle as health at every size because we all deserve to be treated just like we're humans right so that's that's how it started incredible yeah i i feel oh like God. i i feel like i see it all the time now too beyond mm -hmm. just you posting yeah. about it and it's it's just so powerful and we're excited to see where it keeps on going yeah, yeah. and fuck that shadow bit you know what's makes me angry about it is that it's people reporting the posts which means that they're just trolls reporting Ugh. the posts that have normalized normal bodies hashtags on it and i'm like what for like what is this gonna do genuinely yeah. What? Totally. No, it. We could go off on a whole tangent. But we won't. <laughs> but we'll we bring it back. We'll bring it we'll back. Get all really fired up. But actually, make that does kind of lead me to my next question. There are a lot of trolls out there, and because you're so public and so present on social media, how do you detach from negative comments and protect yourself? Really, um, surrounding myself with good people, I allow myself to get angry at them, and I allow it to fuel me 
and fuel Mm -hmm. that anger into future productive posts and, and figuring out like, why am I angry about this? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. why aren't they seeing what I'm seeing? And that usually leads me to simplifying things that will reach new audiences and really just honing in on the real message here. If they, if, they're confused about why I'm saying health at every size. I I break it down into, you know, every size should be treated like humans and should be getting the same treatment regardless of your size, shape, color of your skin, sexuality, like whatever it is, you deserve to be treated as a human. Absolutely. And then they're like, oh, okay. And so it's like, it's, it's just navigating through these like different, different things that we go through. And I, that's, that's the best part of my job is like learning how to communicate with people because communication is my flaw. Um, it may not seem that way, but no. it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's like my number one flaw. And over the past three and a half years, I have just really learned how to communicate and mm-hmm. that has helped me grow more than I could possibly imagine. And I also just have to like the negative people, like, no, but just, yeah. stop. just stop. Cause yeah. no, <laughs> yeah. no. I just can't, and- I just cannot wrap my mind around it. Like, I guess yeah. I'm naive. Like I cannot wrap. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I can't either. It's very intense. It's like, how are they, how are they going to be, how, how are they going to be on their phone typing things like you don't do the, 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 the. and then I'm over here like love like, everybody. To love I know. Literally, like, that's I just, don't get just it. Not the point. I don't not the point. get it. And I, we definitely, I think what you just mentioned before, and then we have many more awesome questions. But um, what you mentioned about like the the creams and the supplements and all that stuff, I think it's just now people are starting to realize, oh, you know, marketing is marketed in a certain way for a specific reason and I've totally given in and it's funny because well it's not funny at all they really prey on our fear and our insecurities and all of those things so to just have that awareness of like this is not real and this is not going to make these changes and and you are normal is something that I I think everyone needs to hear especially because a lot of teenagers and and people that are growing up are on social media too so for them to get all these mixed messages can be so conflicting yeah um yes the diet and health industry is a 70 billion dollar industry that means over a hundred million dollars is spent per day on diet creams all all of that stuff and it's very disheartening because it's not scientifically backed and it's not healthy so it's they're literally just saying like i want money i'm gonna break people down to get it it's terrible it's so terrible and you definitely inspire women to advocate for themselves in all areas of their life so beyond food and body and and mental health you've mentioned a lot about romantic relationships friendships and boundaries even like medical professionals with your own health journey and how can women find their voice and feel comfortable advocating for themselves oh again uh a loaded what better where else are we gonna you know talk about this so mm-hmm. um i think it comes down to following the right people. And I I do want to verbally say like lean on social media when it comes to this. Obviously the right people, you'll know you'll just know when people are speaking from the heart versus a person that just posts a couple emojis or like asks a question and you're like, This is not why am I following you? So unless they're a celebrity like Zach Efron or like whatever. I can He can do whatever 
he wants. Um, <laughs> um, you know, it starts from there. And I, again, I promise you they'll, they'll hint at you some things that you may not know. And from there, when you're, when you have that curiosity, like, why are they talking about that? Because I thought it was this way. Research. And I'm not talking about like Google or Pinterest because Google and Pinterest is full of bullshit. Sorry for cussing, but (laughs) I'm talking about like medical journals. Okay. That is where you are going to find the truth. Scientifically backed truth is things like Harvard Medical Journal, um, the Mayo Clinic, things of that nature, because these are people that research things that we can't even comprehend. And they just they tell it to us. And that's how I learned a lot of my stuff. And from there, you'll have these realizations that yeah, like, I don't need to just automatically agree to have them like, tell me how much I weigh during a doctor's appointment, because I know that the BMI scale is shit. And I know that medical practices still allow that. And I'm sure all in the United States, at least they they do. And it it really doesn't, it doesn't matter if you know, if you're going to talk about like other reasons of why I may be at risk for something like um, high blood pressure, stuff like that, then yes, let's like sit down and talk about it. But also, I want to I want to get another opinion because I know that I know that um, one doctor may not be right. So if it doesn't sit right with you, listen to your gut. And by advocating for yourself, reading the medical journals, you're going to start to get the hang of it. Absolutely. So a lot of us have been spending a lot of time at home these past few months, and I know that when I'm home, I want to feel safe and protected. That's where Simply Safe comes into play, because we all know that Ghost is not a very good guard dog. So many of these home security systems are so complicated, you never use them, but that is exactly the type of system that Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your home 24/7. All you have to do is order online, open the box, place the sensors, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. Yes, it's that simple, it's that easy. And all you have to do to get one is head to simplysafe.com/team and get free shipping and a 60 day money back guarantee that's simply safe s-i-m-p-l-i safe.com slash team it feels good to fear less now back to mick oh we're all about the heavy questions today so if there's ever a question or something where you're like girls cool it please let us know Um, i'm an open book Okay. But because we really do support you and your mission and we really stay up to date with what you share because it's definitely like relevant to what we think and what we feel. Speaking of advocacy, you've been talking a lot about controversies with the newest Netflix release. If you were comfortable talking about this, um, it's something that we would love to support on our platform and, and continue to share and spread awareness with. So you've mentioned the movie 365 and we want to take just one second to acknowledge your bravery and your honesty and sharing your personal story in so much detail and bringing so much awareness to this so if you wouldn't mind expanding on the topic a little bit more for for yeah um so if you guys have netflix i promise you've seen 365 days (laughs) like it's just 100 yeah literally in front of your face whether you like Mm -hmm. it or not Mm -hmm. so um last saturday i decided to click on it i had ordered takeout and i was getting comfy in my couch like i am now and i was like ooh. (laughs) gonna be gonna be like a uh 
like a suspenseful love story and Mm -hmm. you know being a domestic violence survivor um I've gotten to the point where like I'm okay like I I'm okay with like let me rewind here okay so let me tell you a little (laughs) bit about my story because like there's so much to to say about this so Mm -hmm. um when I was 17 years old I got into a relationship that turned out to be abusive and a few years later I left and I went to therapy and I realized that um the abuse that I had gone through is called relationship terrorism and that means all forms of abuse were used to manipulate, coerce. um, And one of them was actually Stockholm syndrome. He controlled what I ate, um, what I didn't eat. And he was actually one of the reasons why I had um, bulimia. He taught me how to throw out my meals and trigger warning, by the way. Um, You know, it's like people, people don't think that's real, but it is like people don't think that people control water like in relationships. And they don't think that rape is real when you're dating somebody um, because we're not taught those things and all of those things, physical abuse, sexual abuse, sexual assault, reproductive coercion, mental abuse, verbal abuse, financial abuse, uh, digital abuse, like all of that was done to me. And um, I was also kidnapped during this time and I was with him for four years and you know, we're saying all of these like radical things, right? Abuse, kidnapping. And it, it's really, it blows someone's mind when, when someone, you almost don't want to believe them when you say your boyfriend kidnapped you. And when you think your boyfriend kidnapped you or someone else's boyfriend kidnaps you, it, um, them taking you, um, against your will. And that's not always the case. Um, kidnapping and abuse like deep down in there is is manipulation is gaslighting and that's using your own your gut feeling against you and the very things that hold you together they tear down so that you have nothing and that you lean on them and i am so thankful that i found a safe way to get out of that relationship i remember it so vividly i packed everything up and um it's a long story how i how i left but i remember just stepping on my parents doorstep and my my mom and dad just bawling their eyes out and saying like i'm so happy you're home again and that was after wow. 4 years wow. and so when i turned on that movie I like, I wish that I recorded my facial expressions because my heart rate was racing and I was watching practically the same things that were happening to me or that had happened to me in this movie. And now it hit me right away that I needed to watch this all the way through because I knew that I was, I was mentally safe watching it because I still continue to go to therapy and I still continue to reach out to help if I need it because I knew that I needed to talk about it on social media because this is trending in America. I started watching it because I saw TikToks about it and I was like, okay, like people were saying that the main character is hot. Okay, cool. And throughout the movie, it was the most disturbing events I have ever watched because not once did they make abuse look bad in fact they had romantic music in the background they had they they had the main character fall in love 
and which happens in real life, they, they just make it seem like it's okay to be in that situation. And I, Mm -hmm. I don't say that lightly, like they romanticize it. They, they are gaslighting you in the movie thinking that that's okay. And thinking that like obsession is, it, it makes you want to have that relationship is a great way to put it. Like, and I found myself second guessing myself as someone who's been in therapy for four, for four years, I was just so mind boggled by the whole thing. And they didn't have consent in there. They, it it was just a whole, like, I don't even know how to just to list out the issues. So there was absolutely no consent. Um, he sexually assaulted her and made it seem like he, she wanted it. Um, now here's the kicker. A lot of people are probably going to say, well, he said, I'm not going to do anything without your consent. Well, he did say like within the first 10 minutes, the, the video or the movie, he, uh, physically assaults her and sexually assaults her as he says, I'm not going to do anything unless I have your consent. Well, she didn't give you your consent. You're touching right. her, her breast and mm-hmm. you're groping her. So that that is sexual assault, but you're making it seem like the teenagers that come across this movie, men, impressionable teenagers and children, mm-hmm. they're going to mm-hmm. see that and think that asking that as they're groping somebody is okay. It's scary. Right? That's really scary. And so uh, sexual assault is one thing. There was rape in there. He grabbed a flight attendant's head and he forced her to do oral sex on him. And afterwards she smiles and making it with romantic music in the background. Okay. So there's like so much to unpack there, no verbal consent. And the fact that she smiled afterwards, um, a Polish um, influencer, she's an activist. She wrote an article. She, she asked us um, the audience that had been reading what is a rape victim supposed to look like after they're raped? Are they supposed to look sad? Are they supposed to be quiet? Is that what you define rape as? Are you defining it because of how they react afterwards or for what it really is? Because these days, assault victims and rape victims smile with their abusers. They laugh with their abusers. They make breakfast with their abusers. And we don't, we don't think about that when we think of a rape victim because we don't think that in relationships people can be raped or even friendships, um, family members. And it's, it's, such a, it's such a packed and heavy conversation that Absolutely. the world has not had and it needs to because in America, a lot of schools are still teaching abstinence instead of safe sex. And I, I went to a Christian school. We didn't talk once about consent. Yeah. We were taught to just stay away from sex. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And in your, in your IGTV that you posted, you know, me and Julia had watched it before hopping on here. We were like, oh my gosh, you have to watch this. It's so powerful. And it's just, you, you, we have to normalize one that, that sex consensual, right, is part of life. And that something that you said that really stood out to us was that, yeah, we are being taught abstinence and teenagers or, or really anyone are modeling what relationships, what sexual interactions, what all these things look like based on things that are not okay. And yep. because there's not a specific guideline, 
they don't really know any differently, you know, and, and yep. um, you mentioned something, I believe, about like that you don't believe in censorship and, and something along the lines of, oh, well, you know, does that mean we should take away everything that has to involve murder? And and it was just so powerful that you said, like, what we're taught from a young age that that's wrong and that there are consequences for those things. But that this particular topic, there aren't people really aren't held to to those consequences. Yeah. And now look at our president right now. Look at our, like, it's, it's mind boggling to me that like the person that is running our country has allegation, has allegations and we're, we're just taught to think that that's okay. Right. We have like, and I've been so hesitant to talk politics on things and I, I won't get, I won't dive too deep into it, but like our lives are politics and we have to face the truth that we're being we're just being gaslighted and we need to fight. We need to, we need to stop stepping back and being quiet because at the end of the day, we don't want to live like this. We don't want to be victims. We don't want that. The one in four women who have been abused, we don't want those stats to go up. And no, like, I'm not going to pretend that removing this movie, I forgot to mention, I created a petition. It has over um, 53,000, um, signatures on it now and it's still growing. I have news stations reaching out, which is amazing. Um, I'm not going to pretend like taking down this movie is the answer, right? Like it's, it's not. However, it is being shown to impressionable kids who are posting TikToks of their bruises from 365 day sex, right? Some are painting bruises on their bodies and it's a mockery to victims and future victims. Okay. We need to take this seriously. And if Netflix isn't going to put multiple resources on what consent is and what abuse is, then yeah, it needs to be taken down and put elsewhere. I'm, I'm against censorship, but when you are talking about how we're building this country, it's just not right. Okay. It's not, it's not right. And I, I have so many young men in my DMs arguing with me, like, shut up, dude. Shut, shut up. up. Like, you're, it's not it's, your place right now. It's so crazy to me. And it's like, you, you had mentioned it in your video, and it was kind of the first thing I thought even before I watched your video, because unfortunately, I know so many women who have been sexually assaulted. We all do. And if you murder someone, you're going to jail. But mm-hmm. you can rape someone and have zero consequences in the society yep. that we're in today. And it's scary and it needs to change. And these small conversations, like the one you started about this movie make, that's how change happens. Unfortunately, like it doesn't happen overnight, but these small conversations lead to that. So it is important, even though it's about a movie and it's not going to change the whole thing, it is important. And especially you being so honest, you guys should go watch her Instagram TV that she put up. You being so honest with sharing your story again, it's like giving women the courage to share theirs and hopefully reach out for help if they need it and it's just it's important yeah change happens one conversation at a time yep absolutely and um in college i took going back to like the teaching abstinence in school which is something i'm really passionate about because um to me that is crazy but i took a a love it was the psychology of love. It was a course that I took in college, the best course I've ever taken taught by this incredible, incredible woman, Megan Poe. In that class, we learned about the sex education curriculums in other countries and then compared to ours. And it was just insane how out of the 
for lack of a better word, first world countries, how ours is far different and lacking so much, especially when it comes to disease and consent and all of that. And you see in these countries that have these systems set up that are teaching about consent, teaching about safe sex, teaching about what can happen if you're not safe and and about sexual assault. Like the numbers there are just, they say it all. So it was a really Mm -hmm. interesting course to take. And um, I think it's a really important conversation to be had. Yes, yes, definitely agree. Since we've covered a lot of heavy things, let's round it out on a little bit of a lighter note. We met someone very special before the interview began. (laughs) And we want to know a little bit about Blue. Tell us about Blue. Let's gush about him. Uh, How has having a dog helped your mental health, your life, your happiness? Let's hear all about Blue. (laughs) <laughs> yes. So Blue is my one year old and one year and one day old mini Bernadoodle. So I got him last September and I, first of all, was having a mental breakdown every single day of puppy life. Like the first <laughs> two months of puppy yeah. life. I'm not going <laughs> to sugarcoat that. Um, <laughs> especially living in an apartment, it was really difficult potty training him, running him down four flights of stairs and being like, pee, yay! (laughs) (laughs) Every five minutes, like, yes! (laughs) So he has saved my life from the moment that I got him because when you're taking care of something, you you begin to understand the necessities of life and that's love eating, um, mm-hmm. bathing, drinking water, and playing. Those are like the necessities of life and the necessities of happiness. And when I'm caring for someone that only needs that, what else do we need, right? And yeah. what else do I need to take care of myself? And so he's a constant reminder to stick to the foundational self-care routine, showering, eating, loving, spending time with him, and knowing that like problems outside of that when I'm when I'm focused on that don't really mean anything mm-hmm. wow puts oh, a lot in perspective yeah yeah oh, it really does and being that and he's so cute um so <laughs> being cute. that you talked a little bit about um just like rituals or routines um do you have anything that you incorporate into your day whether it's for your mental health for self-love related really anything that you incorporate into your day puzzle I'm a like julia loves a puzzle (laughs) love a puzzle there's just i have add so like i in order for me to focus on something it needs to be body and mind and so like starting my morning off with a cup of coffee music like bright music and a puzzle and ending my day with calm music and a puzzle and both with blue (laughs) um It just like makes everything better. I and love showering, that. like making sure that I, you know, brushing your teeth, making your bed the essentials, the foundation. Yeah. I love that. Totally. Yeah. My boyfriend ordered me four Harry Potter puzzles for the quarantine. <laughs> He's like, you need this. I'm like, you're right. I finished four puzzles the first three months. Uh, no, I finished five puzzles the first three months of quarantine. That's and, amazing. Oh, we're talking about like 2000 piece puzzles like we're not talking about like (laughs) that's incredible she has a talent guys she has a talent talent. i love it 
<laughs> Meg, you have been so incredible. We cannot thank you enough for being so honest and so raw with us and diving into these deep questions. It really was such an amazing interview. And before we let you go, we just have two little questions that we want to ask yeah. that we ask everybody. Has there been any resource in your life thus far that has helped guide you through your 20s? Um, therapy. Love it. Yes. We love that answer. We love therapy. <laughs> yes. We do. We do. Therapy. Yeah. Promise you it's worth it release the stigma worth it yep 100 yes. and our last question is where can people find you and are there any fun projects that you want to plug yeah so if you haven't looked up my petition you can just go to my instagram at mcdazon everything in my social media is at mcdazon tiktok is with two k's because someone stole my name and is holding it hostage for whatever reason um interesting <laughs> they're not even using okay it. <laughs> um and tiktok hates me to begin with so they're not gonna help um, well i hate tiktok so, so. <laughs> i know um so yes follow me at mcdazon um you'll find my petition there sign it to raise awareness and to educate yourself um, more. It's really, really important to create these conversations. And stay tuned with the Rose Retreats. We're right now, Gabby Mail and I, uh, she's my best friend, but we also own it. We are talking about doing uh, virtual retreats with COVID happening and um, cool. planning our future retreats as well. So I'd love to That'll see you there. That'll be so cool. Yeah. Oh, amazing, awesome. Mick. You're incredible. Everybody incredible. go follow Mick on Instagram if you don't already. I don't know what you're doing <laughs> check out the rose retreat check out her program hit 30 and sign that petition and make thank you so much you thank absolutely you. Rock. yes thank you guys thanks for listening to roaring 20s podcast be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe you're never alone our pride sticks together tune in every monday and thursday for new episodes of roaring 20s podcast you get to start your week with us and end your week with us with, with love, love brenda and julia Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.